Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to MedterraCBD.com right now and just enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% on every single one of your purchases. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, here on episode 755 of the Big MX Radio Podcast. We continue to roll along. We haven't posted in the last couple of weeks due to uh, some work restrictions and some technical difficulties, but we're back and we're talking to one of the uh, most influential members that uh, introduced me to the sport of motocross, made it a very fun uh, place to be uh, in my youth, and, and now he's uh, uh, like probably as as making a big of impact in uh, motocross in Manitoba as he ever has. Uh, Ken Bentley here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. Um, Ken, I don't even know what your current your current title is over with uh, sort of Manitoba or racing in more, Manitoba motocross, but maybe you can give us a little bit of a, uh, more of an insight as we're, uh, the, we're t- counting down the days, man. Only a couple of days before we got to have all the registrations in for the first round of uh, the local series. Yeah, crazy. Uh, uh, we're swimming out of the gun right now, but thanks. Yeah, so I'm part of a small team here with Jim Fredrickson, and we, we kind of made the collective decision to to push the MMA uh, uh, a proposal for just this season to see how things worked out with us taking this uh, kind of an independent venture for the season. Uh, this was well before COVID happened, obviously. Yep. So that put an empty wrench in everybody's lives, and uh, yeah, I can say it's No, not at all. Um, like the there's like my beer league just started a couple of weeks ago, but with tons of restrictions on, on uh, how many players can be in the dressing room. Um, even spitting on the ice is a two minute penalty now, which uh, you're, you're you're as Canadian as I am. You know, spitting on the ice is about as common as peanut butter and jelly. So it's been a tough uh, um, kind of nut to crack. But uh, we're we're moving forward with this stuff, uh, and, and there's a lot of restrictions in place, but. Uh, you guys have been able to sort of uh, like read through those guidelines, make the appropriate changes, and um, yeah, like as of this weekend, uh, Shadow Valley Raceway, uh, a local one of the local gems as far as racetracks go, uh, will be hosting round one, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, we're really excited too. I mean, it, you know, as I've kind of tried to post on our website that you know, listen, things will be different. We have no choice in the matter, and certainly it's. You know, we're being guided by what we're being told, obviously, and right. and we want to make the best of it. They, they've been really impressed with with the protocols that we sent to them and kind of our plan of action, and 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 they've been really supportive. Like no one, no one that I've run into in government. I mean, they've all been fantastic. I have to say, shout out to the people, um, the men and women who I've talked to. They've been great in helping us, guiding us through these protocols, and telling us which ones are applicable to us, and you know where where we need to be with everything. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they, without them, we're not doing this. Certainly, and without the government, you know, easing some restrictions, we, we wouldn't be doing either. So I'm just glad we were patient enough to, to kind of see this thing through because a lot of, a lot of places you were shut down and obviously opening up as quickly as they shut down. So that's part of the problem right now um, across many sectors of business, right? So we're all living in this thing right now. And, and uh, as long as people can appreciate that, you know, we are just, doing what we've been told to do and 
and following these things is just paramount for us to to get this series underway. But uh, we're incredibly relieved we can make it happen. I mean, you know, all the people I've talked to in the industry, they're selling bikes, they're selling um, accessories, they're selling parts. It's it's crazy to think that it's actually been a really strong year for our industry, and they just need a place to go and use the thing now. So. You know, this is why we're really excited that we can get this thing going. I mean, there are a few things we couldn't do, obviously, just because of the nature of the restrictions. Uh, some of the plans we had we're going to have to just put put on hold for now. But the fact that we can go racing, uh, first and foremost, is uh, is obviously a huge uh, hurdle to overcome. Absolutely. Like you said, you, you want to open things up, but you also want to do so in a way that uh, you don't break the rules and immediately have to shut your doors. That's the biggest uh, sort of um, scary part about any of these types of things. Uh, and just uh, um, like not being able to uh, to continue with the racing, getting back to it this weekend. I Hopefully that injects a, a sense of normalcy, but I think you would also agree and notice that uh, people seem to be doing a lot of riding locally, uh, whether it be ride days, groomed ride days, you name it. Um, they're they're, they're ta- making the uh, the necessary steps and, and taking, uh, uh, like taking advantage of the opportunity to go get some throttle therapy, get their, get out on the bikes. Uh, some people, they're, they're working from home, so they're able to uh, like spend more time getting the bike ready and stuff like that. It's been great to see. Um, it's just, the things have just been a little bit changed up until now. And we're going to have, I believe it's an eight race series, uh, some awesome race tracks on it. Uh, some, like some, some tracks we've seen in the past, some of the brand new tracks, there's ones we haven't seen, the ones that like, they're not exactly staples on the series, but fantastic tracks as well. Um, what's it been like working with some of the promoters and sort of implementing some of the restrictions needed to make this happen? Yeah, they, they've been awesome. I mean, we've had great communication with all the promoters. Um, and, and you know, first and foremost, neither Jim or I are going to take the risk, you know, a personal risk to put these things on and, and without really being confident that we've got this thing nutted uh, in terms of the protocols, right? I mean, we, this is not, you know, we're, this is not paying our bills. Like, you know, this, this is a passion project for us as it right. always has been. And it will, it will remain that way. Uh, but we're not quitting our day jobs for this thing. You know, and now they're the promoters, obviously. Um, you know, they're really busy. A lot of them, obviously, are in the field doing their work to feed their families and stuff. But, you know, they've been they've been really good. We've had great communication throughout this spring with Zoom calls and just making sure we're staying up to date with everything. And, and uh, collectively, we all we're on the same page in that, look, we're not going to risk anything. We're, we're, we don't want to be those people that are kind of going to run afoul of, of the law and then, you know, make our sport look bad by, by rushing anything too quickly. So they've been really good. I mean, I, I can tell you one of the biggest differences between my last run as president and, and where we are now is the promoters and the level of professionalism that their track presents itself with, how good the tracks are. I mean, the quality of, of their preparation, you know, has never been better. And like you noted, the practice tracks are full you know, and there's there's a big transition to a cashless kind of environment, which is one thing that we really believe in too. Um, and so, you know, you go to Grunthal, you pay your money online, you show up, everything's signed, you're good to go. That's the way it should be for everything, frankly. So we want to move in that direction too. But, you know, it's great to see all the bikes that are out there. Um, and, you know, guys are, you know, guys and girls are jonesing to race, right? And that's that beat the gate drop. So um, that's why you're out there at the practice track doing all that stuff. So, uh, you know, in short, the promoters have been really good. They've responded quickly to our communications. Uh, we've kept them up to date with everything. 
you know, they're in contact with the regional health authorities. We've sent all the stuff to all the people that it affects. Uh, we're just continuing to communicate uh, with these people so that, you know, if someone does come in and check on it, we'll get to our word. We've done everything we've got to do here. And, um, and so that's our goal, to make sure, first and foremost, these things are met, try to run a smooth race day without too many hiccups, and uh, see if we can execute something, uh, you know, that, that's efficient, that gets gets guys, uh, girls more track time, and, and hopefully, you know, keep it running smoothly and, and have a real efficient race day. A hundred percent. You know, uh, I, I want to see uh, this be successful. I want to see people supporting this at, at the highest level uh, that they can. And in fact, myself, like I, I'm planning on riding on Saturday for the groom practice day. I'm not exactly in mid-season form to be lining up behind the gate, but you guys got me seriously thinking about it. And that's saying something because I haven't uh, been behind a gate more than a couple of times over the last couple of years. So uh, like if I'm champing at the bit to go racing, I can't imagine that it'll be long before uh, uh, one can. Ken Bentley might uh, might line up in that uh, plus forty class. Well, that'd be the plus fifty class. Plus fifty class 50. now, man. Fair enough. Well, you're you're right in there, man. Like uh, last time I checked, you could throw around a YZ four hundred pretty good. So yeah, well, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Twenty years ago. Yeah, um, no kidding. You know, like your point about going racing and being ready. Like, really, how how ready are we ever going to be? Right? We're Not at you all. know up to snow and bad weather. Of the year, you know, unless you're, uh, you know, a, a hardcore kind of I've got a good warriors. We all go out there just because we love racing and ride. This isn't living for anybody. So, you know, be, being ready at this point in my life, I've, I've learned is really kind of a, you know, if you wait for that, man, you'll never get back behind the gate. So, you know, take advantage of your youth, Brad. Get out there and, and, nothing beats the adrenaline to get on the gate and i'd love to do it if if things run smoothly enough but my priority is going to be making sure the race day goes well and and uh making sure that uh we're getting through this thing efficiently and and uh so that's certainly a big part of what we want to try to do here but uh and i hope everybody feels the same way thankfully the only blessing here is that guys have been riding a lot so it's not like you've ridden twice now you're behind the gate kind of thing at the beginning of the day you know so that's really good. I think I'm, I'm hoping it creates a safer day um, because mm-hmm. people have got more receipt time and stuff. So that would be one of my hopes for sure. I mean, we, we know that Chuck will do a great job with Shadow Valley, the place to be prepped in, and uh, what a great place to start off with. And obviously we appreciate him stepping up to, to, to get this thing going and adjusting, you know, taking on extra dates so we could have a really good A-race series and, and still have a really good summer racing. 100%. Quickly before we get to sort of what people can expect, uh, on race day when, uh, when the gates open, uh, this coming Sunday, let's talk a little bit about Charles Gordon Westfall. Uh, Chuck, as you referred to him as, one of the, be- well, almost class acts of uh, Manitoba motocross. Guy's been around forever, took a little bit of reprieve from the motocross scene so that he could grow, uh, grow his family, uh, focus on the farm. Now both of his kids are back. He's back on the line going faster than ever. Uh, and he's now basically the operator over at Shadow Valley Raceway, attracted if, uh, for those who haven't seen in the past, there's tons of YouTube videos of the place. It's what, it's one of the most picturesque tracks that we have in Manitoba that actually has some elevation change. I I know that's uh, a common misconception here in Manitoba that we don't have any tracks with hills. Shadow Valley certainly does have it. Um, 
one of the safest and f- most fun tracks that you're going to find on the series. And uh, it's it's uh, in a lot of ways almost like we have a lot of great tracks here, but it's, it's one of the crown jewels of the series. And I'm glad that you guys are starting out there. And uh, between you and me, I could probably race there uh, if there was seven rounds and uh, and eight of them were at uh, Shadow Valley. I'd probably still go to all eight. So you're thinking like a Salt Lake City. Uh, Basically. Kind of yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Hey, listen, I, I, if Chuck would have done it and, and nobody else would have jumped up, we, we would have considered it. We, after yeah. a while, it would have got pretty routine. You know, we could have yes. got this down path. But, but obviously, I'm glad we, we get to race all these different places and uh, and all these great tracks these promoters have and invested big, big money into. You know, and, and if, if they ever recoup it, and I hope they do, uh, it's it's going to take a long time, you know. Um, I mean, Chuck, they're hammering it and getting ready to go. And, and he's always done a great job of that track. And, and uh, it's such a brilliant piece of property. So, and again, you know, this is all driven by passion. And it's all driven, you know, we kind of come and go from this sport. We never really leave. And everybody's kind of had those times when other things have been a priority. But we all kind of tend to come back to it because it's such a great sport to be a part of. And so Chuck's one of those guys, you know, that does that. So, you know, this is certainly... For everybody involved who's who's putting themselves out there, it's certainly a lot more passion than anything else, right? As you would probably understand. Hundred percent. No, absolutely. It's amazing to see uh, the hard work and passion that goes into the sport of motocross. Uh, like you said earlier in the podcast, it's a it's a passion driven sport. We do it because we love it. We're not always trying to get our money back as far as the investment, but it's uh, that's sort of added bonus if we do. And uh, I think that uh, with all the hard work that uh, like guys like uh, Chuck put into the his track. The, the Manitoba faithful uh, give it right back to him by uh, by showing up in droves and uh, and enjoying the track and and, uh, and getting that throttle therapy. Now, what is going to look different about the races um, from like sort of this Sunday moving forward throughout all of uh, the twenty twenty uh, Manitoba Outdoor Series? Um, like, what, what are some of the things that uh, people are going to have to get used to? Um, and 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 also, what what is going to be a lot of the familiar things that they've seen in the past. Uh, well, there's still going to be gate drops, so that's going to be a common denominator. Killer. But, uh, you know, what What we did, I mean, we, we took just kind of a long look at, um, with a longer lens regarding, you know, how, how do we compete, you know, for people's attention now? How, how do we get young people back into the sport? How do we How do we try, try to create a, an easier, you know, pathway into the sport again? I mean, a lot's changed since, since I left, and, and, and obviously, what are the changes? I'm not sure that all of them are great. You know, kids in front of their screens more often, kids not participating in sports as often, and there's way more competition for, for kids' attention span. And so now we've got to figure out a way to, to keep this sport vibrant and keep new people coming in, because eventually, the guys that have been in it for 40, 50, and sometimes 60 years, they're, they're going to stop at some point. So, you know, that that's where we're, we... You know, I was a big believer back in the day with, with the beginner class. I thought that was a really yep. great, easy. Uh, like I remember, Ryan Douglas was a beginner, and the guy's you know a vet pro rider now. He's got his kids racing, but that's how exactly. he came into the sport. And like, like he's one great example of somebody who stayed in the sport the whole time, from beginner right to this point in his career. We need to create more more Ryan Douglases in the world, you know, by by offering that opportunity. So, you know, I thought that was a, a something that we really needed to get back and it, it might take a year or two to grow again but it wasn't long before those beginner gates were pretty dang full um, yeah. and it was a you know it just wasn't it, it wasn't an intimidating place because everybody it was their first first time ever racing so 
you know, it, it made it a bit more comfortable, as uncomfortable as it is when you start racing. So that was a big thing for, for us. Um, you know, the, I'm, I'm disappointed we couldn't do this Kitty Thunders thing. I thought that would have been a really cool little thing on Saturday night to do. But, you know, we just can't have big, big crowds yeah. congregating in, in this capacity. Um, Brad out at Brandon's got a great little mini bike track, and his practice nights, man, kids are just doing countless laps on on their Stasics and their little quads and their little 50s. And, I love it. You know, we really have to... Yeah, it's been awesome, man. He's done a great job. And and we need to pay way more attention to to just that entry. Never mind racing. Hey, come out and see what it's about. Come and let your kid ride till, you know, his gas tank is dry. And, and uh, hopefully that catches the fever for people who want to continue on and eventually get behind the gate. So, you know, we've, we've, we've restructured a few classes. I mean, obviously, finances are a concern with how expensive racing to come. And so, we, you know, we tried to look at uh, tried to look at all the class structures and say, okay, can one guy on one bike ride two or three classes? You know, and if you're that senior pro guy who wants to race a 450 to 250, hey, man, go ahead and fill your boots, right? If you really have those high aspirations. But a lot of people are, you know, able to ride one bike and they want to ride more than one class. And so we tried to structure it in a way that was hopefully a bit more affordable while tr- trying to pare down the, the class structure a little bit so we could, you know, still satisfy everybody's desire for riding much more class and, and making sure they have an age class to ride, which I think is really important uh, and feel comfortable in that age class. And then also maybe, you know, if we could cut down on three or four classes and just, you know, give people a bit more time on the track, another latitude, maybe promoting that makes a difference between, you know, a guy staying real strong and getting tired. Uh, but, you know, I, I would just, we hope that at the end of the day when people leave, they feel like they got their money's worth. I guess that's probably a real yep. factor right now. And, and and just trying to to make it easier for people to get into the sport. You know, we've got that two-stroke, open two-stroke, we get a junior class too, you know, which, which is a, a, a real... In, in a, uh, inexpensive way to get into the sport and yes. just enjoy riding a, a, a two-stroke, which is, you know, so much fun. So, you know, th- those are the things in the short term. We're obviously trying to make sure that we can be a little more efficient on the race day um, and try to get through the day a little quicker, uh, you know, without obviously rushing safety or anything like that. But, but we really do want to try to see if we can step up the intensity of the day a little bit, make it a bit more efficient. And it's not a knock on anybody. Look, I've been in the seat for a long time, so in the previous years. So, you know, I, I, I'm used to the criticism and the barbs and the arrows getting thrown at me how good a job you do. Um, so these are some of the things that we saw at, at the outset. We're going to try to uh, see if a positive impact there and see if we can grow. I mean, there was, I remember taking the seat because we started a plus 40B class and there's like four guys on the line. My and dad then, was know, in it. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> next year there was line now those kids are full you know and so you know we always have some of those slow starts with classes but once people know they're there then i think they'll create an opportunity for people to come in and and feel comfortable either in their age class or with their skill level um you know the pros are all will always be the pros they'll always be the fast guys um but you know the bulk of our riders obviously are you know the kids coming up and and the, the beginner junior classes and the age class i mean those are that's 90% of our entries right there, and that's pretty much consistent from the look. So we've got to make sure that people are, you know, happy with the, the opportunity they have to ride um, and make sure they're comfortable with their skill level, and uh, hopefully that's 
you know, throw some bigger numbers and get back into that, you know, plus 300 entry day into the 350, 400 kind of thing. I'm not sure we're going to see, you know, the 600 plus entries we saw back in the day when we were just killing it. I don't know if that's, you know, possible, but I wouldn't say yep. no to it either, obviously. You know, and if we have to solve that problem, then let's solve it at the time. But, but for right now, we just want to see people come out and be a bit more comfortable in some of the places, that, like the classes that, that they'll, they'll uh, you know, feel a bit better about racing. And then, you know, we'll live and learn. We'll see what we do, do well, and we'll we'll crack on to things the following weekend. And, and uh, you know, one thing we did want to try initially that a lot of people just didn't seem very comfortable with was the sight lap in the morning as opposed to practice. So we decided, you know, we should probably offer a, a short morning practice to those that couldn't ride on the Saturday. Um, and we kind of thought, you know, maybe we got a little too anxious there, but that's okay. At one point down the road, we can get back to that idea so we can, you know, be a bit more efficient on Sunday. But right now, I just think for some of the safety and for those guys that didn't get a chance to come out Saturday and practice, that the Sunday morning practice is probably appropriate, you know, for now. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll continue to listen. We still have to try to, you know, have a vision with where we want this thing to go to and, and try to be true to that vision. Um, you know, we're, we're not doing somebody else's thing here. We're trying to do ours and what, what we've seen. And, and uh, hopefully uh, it, it pays off and, and we can, you know, see some growth here again. And that would be obviously one of our big goals is to see that growth. And, and uh, hopefully we can be an upward trajectory from this season moving forward. Absolutely. You, you sort of touched on it, the, that sense of mastery. And that, that was something that to me was sort of the linchpin to me getting into racing, feeling comfortable racing. And it started off with, and I, we, you and I have talked about this to, to no end on, uh, in the, uh, at, on tailgates, uh, after practice days, uh, doing the riding clinics. You, you ride the tracks that, like, that we had on the series, whether it was Brandon or Beaujager or any of the other, uh, like, Grunthals and stuff like that. You, you get, a, like, a sense of how to go around the track. You start to master a few of the obstacles. All of a sudden, you start, and, and as well as there's guys who do race that still go to the clinics. You're like, well, that kid races. He's got numbers on his bike. He's racing tomorrow. Well, I'm a little bit faster than him, or maybe you're the same speed. Well, why don't I race tomorrow? And then you get another, uh, yet someone else at the track, someone else uh, that's coming out and, and and racing. And that's why when, and of course, it's all cyclical. Like like I think my era, like, there was just that many more kids that were racing in general. But like we had like 80 kids show up for the 85 cc. 13 to 16 and then a couple of years later all those kids were in, in, in the junior classes uh, and we had qualifiers for that too um but i think a big part of that was those those qualify or the 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 riding clinics that cultivated that sense of mastery you felt safe on the motorcycle you didn't it, it was like to to ride the next day didn't seem like the craziest thing in the world so you went and did it and uh and i hope that uh we we usher in a new era of that uh with uh, the sort of the grassroots approach that uh, manitoba is taking and i think it's a great way to do it yeah we saw we had more more rider clinics scheduled in and stuff and, and, and so you know, we, we lost all that to COVID, obviously, and that was a real bummer because, yeah, that's certainly a big point. I, I totally agree. And our year classes back in the day were full. I mean, we, we had, you know, they were they were chock full. We got tons of good writing, tons of good information, tons of information of parents about basic fighting and things they were aware of and how racing works and it's just not, you know, the, the death sport they might have thought it was. You know, once they get out there and see that 
it's family sport and people are conscientious about what they're doing and no one wants to go out there and get hurt and you know just pure love of the sport so you know we we have been kind of missing a little bit of those opportunities for, for those clinics which i think are really valuable and and uh you know i came back to visit clinics when I was in my 30s after i came back to race just because i wanted a refresher i wanted to to be reminded of how to do things properly and, and i wanted to get on the track so i could feel the more confident with what i was doing so, you know, it filled all those needs, and it's something that, you know, next year we're going to have to revisit all over again. Um, that, you know, we can see uh, more, you know, in the end, more participation. And, and, you know, when that happens and the industry's healthy, then, then people are going to want to give, you know, more back to the industry, too. So, you know, it, it all kinds of, they all feed the beast of that cycle. So, you know, we're trying to get back to that idea a little bit more, and, and obviously, you know, everyone's been affected by, I mean, professionally, for me, I've been adversely affected with, with COVID in my job, and, and uh, you know, no one's really escaped it in uh, some form or fashion, right? So uh, we're, we're going to deal with what we have in front of us and, you know, do the best we can to have, you know, it could be practice days, great race days, and, and yeah, so we should feel real lucky, like a really good group of promoters. We're the only province in Western Canada who's racing, and uh, we get to put an eight-way series together, um, yeah, we're going to have our share of bumps and bruises, I'm sure, you know, come Sunday. And in terms of, you know, our ability to execute it perfectly, we're going to do our, our best to try. But if we, if we drop the ball on a few things, well, we'll live and learn for the next weekend. I've never been at a race day where the first day has been perfect anyway. Um, we'll try to make it that and, and uh, bonus if we can pull it off. But, uh, you know, as long as we can get the nuts bolted properly and we can make people aware of what they're doing and some of the changes that we made and why we made them, um, and just trying to get that message out there, then obviously you're, you're being well helpful right now with this. Um, I just think it's critical. I, I'm, I, I'm certainly, if I didn't believe in the direction that, that we could take it, um, you know, I wouldn't have put myself on the line here to put all this time into this thing to, to have it go. So, you know, um, that's a big part of why we're doing it. So, and, you know, and I just found I had a little bit more time. My kids have grown up a little bit, so I, I, I was right. kind of thinking about how could I get involved again anyway? Obviously, I still love the sport. And so then, you know, Jimmy just kept pounding me until he, you know, put me in a, in, you know, in, in an arm bar. And, and he I did, yeah. He's a persistent so, guy. You know, he's a persistent fella. So, um, you know, but he's passionate. And, and, I, and I told him that uh, on this go around, I, I'll be the best assistant coach you've ever seen. So, you know, I'm just in the background, too. And, I, and uh, but we work really well together. We, we, we split up our strengths and, and we've each had to kind of cover for you know one another in certain areas, and so far I think we've we've done a pretty good job of it. And and uh, well, we'll see come race day. But the fact that we could get out in front of this thing and communicate with all the health people involved, and you know make them aware of what we're doing, and be transparent and get their feedback, and and get them to approve what we're doing, and and uh, you know create a good relationships there. That was a huge. I mean, it was everything. Without it, we're, we're not going racing. But it would really be disappointing if, if you lose a year uh, of, of an uptick in, in industry um, purchasing and, and, you know, the dealers being excited about, you know, people who, who want to get dirt bikes and go ride or off-road vehicles in general. So I'm just glad that we can, you know, put that to use and, and, uh, and see what the summer brings us. 
Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming and giving us the full lowdown on all things that people can expect uh, from racing motocross in Manitoba. Uh, where can people follow along more closely on social media, the website, as well as uh, the countdown is on to uh, to register for the first race coming up this weekend, uh, June 5th. Or July 5th, not June 5th, July 5th uh, at Shadow Valley Raceway. They'll be hosting an open practice day the day before as well. That's correct, yeah. Go to 404 You'll find everything. We're, we're posting Fast and Furious. We also have our Instagram and Facebook too. So that's really not my area. It's not my wheelhouse, Brad. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I just provide what needs be posted, and then I let those professionals do that job. So I'm going to stay in my lane. Yeah, in the old guys lane, but uh, yeah, we're you know as as we come up, run into a few issues or, or whatever, we've had to change, uh, you know, something or whatever. We're going to get 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 it up as soon as we can, so that when people, you know, show up at the gate, they're going to know what to expect. So we're we're still working on that this week, and um, and I'm hopeful that uh, well, I don't I expect that when they if they're checking frequently that they're going to get the information they need, so they know what to expect. So. You know, we certainly don't want, uh, you know, any issues with regard to the number of people you can bring and all this other stuff. We want people to follow these guidelines. And, you know, nobody wants to, you know, have a heavy hand and, and, and kind of be that way, right? So we're just going to make sure everybody's got the information that they need to make a good decision and, and come out and, you know, and enjoy a wonderful track and, and all the hard work that, uh, you know, amazing group of people have put on from, all the regional healthcare workers to, and those people to to the promoters to everybody who's had a hand in this. You know, Lawrence Hound was great. He was really helpful. The uh, Manitoba Dirt Riders president was really helpful uh, in his communication with me. And you know, so it took a village to get this thing going. I mean, by no means do we have sole ownership over the victory. Like you know, a lot of really good people stayed in the fight and, and allowed us to get to this point. So. I think people really should be aware of that, and, uh, and hopefully they'll they'll appreciate all those little small things that came that went into it. Ended up being a really big thing, which equaled us going racing. So that's the most important thing. It's amazing. And uh, for those who are, are planning on heading out on out to Morden Shadow Valley Raceway this weekend, July fifth, uh, hunt down and see if you can find uh, the best uh, be- uh, assistant coach in the game. None other than Ken Bentley here on the Big MX Radio podcast. But shake the guy's hand. Thank him for all the hard work and everybody that's had their uh, their hand in uh, getting us back racing here in Manitoba. Um, it hasn't been that way for every, every uh, series. And, like, there's professional series that aren't running yet. Uh, a lot of stuff just hasn't gotten back to normal. But as far as Manitoba motocross is concerned, as of this weekend, as much as we can, we're getting back to a sense of normalcy. And uh, I can't thank you enough for, for all the hard work you've done in the past and uh and rolling up your sleeves to do more uh not only to get this one going but also the rest of the summer man it's amazing to have you back and uh like we talked about on the on the tailgate it's it's been a long time coming glad to see it okay well appreciate that brad thanks for getting the word out and uh we'll see you at the gate on sunday sign up yo all right brother i uh don't don't yeah don't hang up just yet but for podcast sake we're gonna cut it off right there